0: This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and we have a really great show for you today, so I'm really glad you have tuned in. Most of America doesn't know Rashida Tlaib, and they really haven't gotten to know her much better through the controversy over her comments about impeaching President Donald Trump. Yes, she can be terse, and she can be profane, and sometimes she can be impulsive. But those of us who know the new congresswoman from Detroit, and I mean really know her, know there's so much more to her. There's her deep sense of justice, her passion for fairness, and her abiding love for this community. Today we want to begin by showing a bit more of who Rashida Tlaib is than most of America is seeing or thinking or talking about right now. And we have the perfect material to do it with. The interview I had with her right after she won the Democratic primary in Michigan's 13th Congressional District and was poised to become the first Muslim woman to serve in Congress. We're going to listen to a couple of clips of that interview where Rashida and I are talking about her life and her work and her newfound love of the idea of going to Congress to serve the people of Detroit. And then I want to hear from you, the listeners. What do you think of what Rashida Talib said about Donald Trump? And do you wish, like I do, that those who are passing pretty harsh judgment on her right now knew just a little more about who she really is? Let's start with a part of the conversation I had with Rashida Talib, where she talked about how she came to her vision of her role in the world.
1: I'm a social worker at heart. Being the eldest of 14, that's all I did (laughs) was social. (laughs) You know, getting yeah, you you, even to this day uh, in my 40s, uh, my (laughs) my family members, I'm I'm like the the call they make uh, no matter the issue, and you know I think that is why uh, people saw that I was real and that. I really want to change lives. Uh, I ran for office because I believe that we're so much better. I'm so optimistic yeah. uh, even more today than ever that our country can be better, that we can be uh, Democrats that don't waver um, uh, against big banks, that we won't waver against big corporate bullies, especially polluters. These are things that I believe is It's changing. You know, people talk about the blue wave. I say, forget that. Let's own the ocean. Uh, We we don't need to, you know, waves come and go, Stephen. We need to really change the landscape of how we're represented in Congress. Over half of them are millionaires. I don't think they're struggling as much as many of us here in the 13th Congressional District are.
0: Okay, let's continue listening to Uh, The clips of my conversation with Rashida Tlaib right after she won the Democratic primary. Uh, A lot of people are reacting to the things that she said about Donald Trump by questioning her loyalty to America. The idea that somehow she is not in favor of this country or the ideals of this country. In this next clip, you hear about how she loves America and why she loves America.
1: There's also uh, hope that I'm able to bring a voice to people that have been really voiceless um, and dehumanized in many ways. And, you know, I grew up listening to the stories of my grandfather who was shot because he didn't leave his home or uh, even being there as a young girl watching You know, even Israeli citizens being forced to doing military military operations in communities they didn't want to be in. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the dehumanization that happens. I think when there's that kind of conflict, uh, is what drives us away from peace. And uh, I'm I hope to work with Congressman Andy Levin and others in our uh, delegation to really try to bring a voice and try to bring reason to that. I I am always going to come from the lens of growing up in Detroit where every corner is a reminder of the civil rights movement. Yeah, And no one should be considered unequal solely based on their faith or their ethnicity. Everyone deserves an opportunity to thrive and provide for their families. And I, again, hope to provide that voice. But as a Muslim American, as a Muslimah, mm-hmm. uh, it's, 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 it's amazing because when I met this woman... I told me, please win, Rashida, because you know, it was after the Muslim band. And she's like, Please win, because if you win, that means we belong. And I said, wow. But we already belong. We belong now. What are you talking? You know, and I did the whole spiel and she looked at me, she goes, No. She she looked at me just like my mother would look at me and she says, No, you have to win because it's a powerful message to our daughters not to hide. Uh, their faith or their children's, uh, saying that they're proud to be Arab American or they're wow. proud to be of Muslim faith, and uh, I I hope and and pray that these young people, as they watch me get sworn in, <laughs> wearing the Palestinian thobe my mother is preparing <laughs> wow. uh, to dress and wow. uh, and and swear on the Holy Quran. I think I hope I uplift them all with me, and I hope I show all of American people just how beautiful our country really is.
0: And in this last clip of the interview that I had with Rashida Tlaib right after she was elected uh, in November after she won the Democratic primary, you really hear her sense of being a fighter, that this is somebody who doesn't just sort of turn the other cheek or roll over when somebody comes at her or when she sees injustice. This is somebody who picks up. A spear and gets after the people who uh, she disagrees with, and that's one of the things I think that we've known about Rashida Talib for a long time here in Southeast Michigan, and I believe it's one of the reasons that people elected her to Congress.
1: I think the 13th congressional district is is pretty loud and clear that look. We want somebody that is going to be uh, unwavering, but also very courageous, very much a fighter. You know, I had people say, keep saying fighter, fighter. I say, yeah, people don't want someone that's just going to say, oh, I can't do that or I can't have a committee hearing on this. Mm-hmm. They want somebody that's going to come back home. And I've done this. Started We Have a Right to Breathe campaign, <laughs> block Maddie Maroon's trucks, you know, all of those things that elevate the voices of the people. But guess what? I didn't get, I didn't block those trucks on my own. I had people in my community that stand. Arm to arm, literally hitting the ground, the floor, while these forty, you know, long or semi truck, forty feet long semi trucks yeah. coming towards us. It can happen. I've seen it in our histor- history, right here in the United States. There were these glimpsed moments of, of of history that I think we all need to be reminded of that did change uh, the landscape. But then, you know, I think we fell asleep a little bit, uh, uh, and now we I think we've been awakened, and I do believe that we need to be within the system to change it. And uh, I don't want to be on the sideline outside of the ring. I think me being inside the ring is going to be the first step towards that.
0: That was my interview with new congressperson Rashida Tlaib, actually back in August, I've been saying November. The primary was in August of 2018, talking to her about her life and her work and that fighting spirit that uh, we have just gotten a real glimpse of at a national level recently as she pointed her really directed comments at uh, President Donald Trump and talked about uh, using profanity what she would like the new Congress to do with him. I want to hear now from the listeners uh, about Rashida Tlaib. What was your reaction to what she said about Donald Trump? What was your reaction to her saying that the House is going to impeach him before we've had a single hearing about that or uh, had any sort of evidence presented about whether he has committed crimes and high crimes and misdemeanors? Uh, Do you think this kind of language that she used has a place in politics? Do you think it went too far or do you think it sinks Democrats to Trump's level or do you think it's refreshing? Uh, There's a lot of people talking about this at a national level and on a local level. I want to give folks here in Southeast Michigan a chance to chime in on what Rashida Talib said and what they think it means. What does it reflect about her and about us? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation there are already A lot of folks participating in a spirited conversation on Facebook about this, uh, and we're starting to get a fair number of Twitter comments as well. I will get to those in a little bit. But first, I want to welcome Susan Demas, who is the editor and chief and chief columnist of a new publication called Michigan Advance to the program. Susan, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Thanks so much for having
0: me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you wrote a column recently comparing uh, the flap over what Rashida Talib said to another instance in which uh, a female politician used colorful language uh, and was greeted with real disdain uh, by her colleagues and by the public for it. Tell us about that column.
2: Yeah, so uh, about six and a half years ago, there was the so-called Vaginagate scandal right here in Michigan, um, and uh, Laura Davis was there covering it, so mm-hmm. our she fill you in as well.
0: Yeah, our senior producer here at uh, <laughs> w- <just> Right today.
2: <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it may have faded into the back of our minds, but um, at the time it was actually international news because... Um, There was an abortion debate going on on the Michigan House floor, and two Democratic female lawmakers were silenced for their comments. Uh, Lisa Brown, who is now the Oakland County clerk, used the word vagina. And um, those of us who are familiar with the female anatomy and with health class know that that's a medical term and (laughs) is pretty germane to an abortion debate. Uh, Barbara Byron, who's now the Ann County clerk, um, used the word vasectomy, and both of them got slaps on the wrist and a lot of really um, sexist condemnation about decorum and knowing their place um, from Republicans, from pundits, and it was a pretty unprecedented move for the House Republican leadership to not allow them to speak. And I think what a lot of people forget is that actually now Congresswoman Talib was part of that. She was not silenced because it was a pretty arbitrary decision, but in her remarks, she actually called for a sex strike. She said, don't have sex with us anymore, gentlemen, as long as you are not going to give us a rights." I'm paraphrasing. She was far more eloquent than I am, <laughs> um, and so, you know, anyone who has covered or she did leave as long as um, you know I have or Laura has knows that she's not a shrinking violet. She's always good for a quote and she's not afraid to speak her mind. Um, and I think a lot of women out there are pretty sick of being told what we can and can't say. I mean, how ridiculous was it in 2018 for our now governor Gretchen Whitmer to? Get a lot of criticism for saying fix the damn roads because it wasn't ladylike.
0: Yeah, and and uh, one of the things you point out, of course, in your column is that these are standards that never get applied to male politicians who use whatever language they like. I mean, this is a manifestation of the imbalance that still exists in the way that we think of women in in powerful roles and the way that we react to women when they exercise power in those roles?
2: Absolutely. And I, I really don't think that you can separate out the gender dynamic here. I know it makes a lot of people uncomfortable to talk about that. And a lot of people would like to believe that sexism is no longer a force in politics. I certainly wish that were the case. But um, the reactions that Congresswoman leave has gotten for using um, a a swear word versus what Donald Trump has gotten, um, the gulf is um, as wide as an ocean. And um, I don't think you have to look any further than the fact that um, she is a woman, she's a woman of color, and we respond differently, often subconsciously to people who um, are not from the majority groups who want to speak their minds.
0: Yeah. Uh, Again, 313 577-1019. 577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page uh, where there is a very spirited conversation about this taking place. Uh, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit today and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Judy on Facebook says, I'd say great spirit, but listen more and speak less until you've got the whole picture. What we don't want is failing to get this guy removed. Just take some time and get it right. Pam on Facebook says it was wrong. Jennifer on Facebook says, I think if you're upset by a powerful woman using profanity to describe the president, that you haven't been paying attention. Our president is way more insulting towards half the population of our country and abroad. If you're not rich, white, Christian, and male, he pretty much thinks you're disposable and insignificant and has no problem with with name calling uh, again 313-577-1019 is the number we got a lot of folks queued up to talk about this let's start with sarah in gross point sarah welcome to detroit today
3: thank you so much for
2: taking my call Stephen. i appreciate it sure. um I, I i'm glad you're having this discussion today and i think one aspect of it that needs to be mentioned is that you know this This policing of women's anger, particularly the anger of women of color, has been really a a prominent feature in the news coverage of not just, you know, Rashida's comments, but also comments by Michelle Obama earlier this year, comments by other, you know, prominent women in politics and women of color, where, you know, this is tone policing, this is silencing. Women have a lot of reasons to be very angry and very outraged right now. And I share Rashida's outrage. I share Governor Whitmer's outrage at the roads. I share Michelle Obama's outrage at the concept of lean in minimizing the struggle that institutionalized sexism has placed on all of us. And I think we need to stop silencing the justified and righteous anger of women, and particularly women
3: of color.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I really appreciate the call and, uh, and, and the comments. I think that's uh, reflective of a lot of people's thoughts about uh, this reaction to what uh, Rashida Talib said. Uh, so thanks very much for the call. Uh, let's go to James in Rochester Hills. James, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah,
3: uh, I guess I would just say... I'm not shocked by it, and you know, it's not wrong, per se, the congressman's remark. But I guess the biggest thing that I worry about is what Donald Trump's doing to this country, in that we can't have a sideshow. Uh, I just wanted to see them investigate. I don't think they're going to be able to impeach necessarily, uh, maybe censor, uh, unless if you can surely see that we get the votes in the Senate. But I guess what I'm afraid of is that, this kind of language will allow them to further divide and point to us. This is the time, the most important time in our country's history, to stay focused, investigate, get the job done, give the facts to the American people, and let them see what's going on.
0: Mm. Uh, James, I really appreciate the call and that perspective. Uh, Susan Nemus talks some um, about the sort of strategy end of this, I guess, the, the idea of uh, invoking impeachment before, uh, before really the, the, the leadership was even sworn in in the, in, in the House and ready to, to sort of take the helm and, and maybe launch some investigations into the president. Did, did uh, Rashida Tlaib overstep in that way?
2: Yeah, I think that's a, a separate issue, um, you know, and, and oftentimes, um, you know, the, the condemnation over her language and the decorum issue get mixed into the question, is this helpful, is this good strategy? And, and it, it is hard to separate the two because uh, people are very passionate um, in their responses. Um, I, you know, I think it's pretty clear that a lot of her colleagues were not very pleased with her comments. Uh, She did get some high profile uh, support from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, from uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the new congresswoman from New York. Um, But a lot of her colleagues went on the record saying, you know, that this was not helpful. We need to be judicious. Um, Elijah Cummings, um, a lot of people from the Congressional Black Caucus were not happy. So um, I I think it's it's definitely uh, caused a bit of a split within the democratic party itself as, you know, they're weighing how to move forward and just controlling one house of Congress. Um, the reaction from Republicans and from pundits has been pretty, um, stereotypical, uh, widespread condemnation and a lot of people retreating to fainting couches and all that. But I think the more interesting question is, um, is this going to be helpful for Democrats and is this going to cause a rift with the Congresswoman and her colleagues?
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about Rashida Tlaib and the things she said about Donald Trump. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones as well as on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got a lot of folks who still want to join this conversation. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit today. I'm on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and I'm really glad you have joined us today. Uh, my guest is Susan Demas. She is the editor in chief and chief columnist of a new publication called Michigan Advance. We're talking about Rashida Tlaib, the new Congresswoman from here in Southeast Michigan, and the comments she made about President Donald Trump uh, invoking profanity in describing what she would like uh, the new Congress to do. To him, uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what you think about what Rashida Tlaib said. Do you think it's productive? Do you think it is uh, a reflection of the way that a lot of people maybe in her district or even around the country feel about the current situation we have with the president of the United States? Or do you think she was across the line using the kind of language she did, uh, as always. The number on the phones is three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit today. And uh, we will work you into the conversation. we get got a lot of folks uh, chiming in on Twitter. Jen says, I have absolutely no issue with Representative Talib's comments, which were fair, and said in a relatively private company. Anyhow, now can we please move on, perhaps focus on why she was justified in saying impeach the MF instead of that she gasp said mf uh emmy on twitter says she's right let's impeach this fool jason on twitter says very disappointed impeachment when necessary should be a solemn duty that doesn't mean it shouldn't be pursued vigorously but there should be no zeal in the process the goal shouldn't be in just be impeachment it should be to restore achieve uh some greater good zealotry zealotry alienates. Uh, as always, again, 313 1019 is the number. Let's go to Jimmy in Birmingham. Jimmy, welcome to Detroit today. Hey, good morning. Hey, how are um,
3: you? So I think it's a little disingenuous to conflate the, the gender issue with what was said. I mean, I, for me, I'm a big fan of Michelle Obama. And when she came out and said, when they go low, we go high. I mean, there was so much rallying around that idea. And I think we can have a much clearer, um, better platform when we come from this place of decorum, right? And, and I think we rally people to our side when we do not stoop to the level that, you know, Trump has stooped to. I mean, he has gone on record several times disparaging minorities, women, people with disabilities, and if we decide to then go to that level, I think it does discredit our, our, our platform. And, and I, again, I go back to what Michelle Obama said, and I think um, I think she was right on, and I think that's something that we can teach our children, right? I have taught my kids the very same uh, thing that Michelle Obama was trying to say in that statement, and um, and so that's that's really all I got to say.
0: Yeah, hmm. uh, Jimmy, I appreciate the call and the comments, Susan Demas, What about that? What about the idea of staying on the high road as a way of pushing back against? Uh, the, the, the very uh, aggressive, low-road tack that the president of the United States continues to take?
2: I think that um, that has been the strategy of people, by and large, on the left and of Democrats for several decades. And it's a strategy that I think everybody expected to work in 2016, that Hillary Clinton tried to take the the high road. She, you know, didn't get down in the mud with him. And um, Democrats were absolutely um, besides themselves that she lost. And um, to some degree, I think the lesson that a lot of Democrats feel that they've learned is that um, you can't afford to play by different rules than your opponents now i think this is a very healthy debate it's a of strategy um and you know i'm somebody with very strong opinions but i can genuinely see both sides here um and um i'm not you know nobody is 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 paying me to run the next election so um it's not up to me to make these calls however you know, I, I am a big fan of Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky, <laughs> um, and, um, you know, he would argue that the Congresswoman's techniques were not helpful overall to the cause because you want to argue in the language of your oppressors, so to speak. Um, so this is a debate I think Democrats need to have. Everybody needs to have. Um, and, you know, I, I, I will just say one last thing. Um I, you know, the fact that I can use a curse word like that in a headline shows that the debate has shifted sure. radically in the last couple of decades. I mean, Stephen, you and I came up in traditional journalism and, you know, um, it, it was a debate if you could use the word damn in print. So um, now things have changed. Our, our discourse is far different. And I'm not sure that we can put the genie back in the bottle and we're all just grappling with this new reality. Yeah.
0: And then the question, of of course, becomes, how do you uh, use that that new environment, I guess, to your advantage? And Democrats, I think, have struggled a lot uh, to, to sort of define those boundaries. I think uh, I think Republicans have uh, generally done a little better. Uh, than, than Democrats have in that regard in the sense that they've sort of embraced those changes quicker and more aggressively uh, and, and used it to electoral advantage. So um, that's that a really important uh, consideration. Let's go to Catherine in Birmingham. Catherine, welcome to Detroit Today.
4: Hi, thanks for having me on. Um, I just wanted to say that the primaries last year, it was the first election that I was old enough to vote in And I'm a PR major and political science major who studies in Chicago. And um, Rashida's comments really inspired me, honestly, just because in 2016, when Trump was elected, I wasn't even old enough to vote. And I was really upset by the way that the Democrats, who I've always um, agreed with, just didn't really fight back in the way that I'd wish to see. And I was too young to have a say in it. But when I was old enough to vote last year, um, I voted for people who I thought would represent me well, Haley Stevens, Mari lagonian And even though Rashida wasn't in my um, area, I'm really proud to hear a woman of color speak up, especially in this political climate, where if the other side's going to say things, I think we should be able to fight back and it shouldn't just be straight white men who are able to say such things.
0: Mm, Yeah. Catherine, I appreciate the call uh, and the thoughts. Uh, Let's go to Tom in Northwest Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit today.
5: Yeah. Good morning to both of you. Let me say this up front. Uh, Me, myself, I wouldn't have said it, but the bottom line comes down to this. Rashida Tlaib has a voice and she expressed the sentiment, as you said, of the people a great probably deal of the people in the 13th congressional district and across this country. And I think that really, you know, she was there with her supporters. And as Anita Baker says, she got caught up in the rapture. But, you know, it was said. So, I mean, let's go ahead and move on. And then, you know, Trump's going to call her disgraceful. Who in the world right now is more disgraceful than the guy who's occupying the White House? I mean, what did he do? He called... NFL players who supported Colin Kaepernick, SOBs in front of a crowd at a rally, in front of children. You know, he was very disparaging to women, to the gay community, to black folks, to Muslims. I mean, you know, and I saw a thing on, and he got, Miss Tlaib got big support from Samuel Jackson. I'll say this one more thing. (laughs) I bet Ann Richards was somebody to sit down there and, you know, hear her talk. I mean, just the way that her persona the way that she presented, but, um, you know, <clears throat> let's go ahead and move on. I mean, this is a, what does it say, a snapshot in time. And, Steve, you know, and I'm glad you played that interview because the woman is very proud to, of her ethnicity, okay, and she's very proud to be the one, the person, the congresswoman, to represent the 13th district. I'm in the 14th, okay, but Rashida Tlaib is very proud to hold that mantle to represent those people
0: in the 13th district. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I, I appreciate the, the call and the comments. I mean, one of the things that I think is really clear about Rashida Tlaib is that pride uh, that she has, not just in her ethnic background, but uh, in, in her place here in southeast Michigan. I mean, this is somebody who has spent a lot of time uh, as an activist uh, and then as a politician uh, and as a lawyer uh, doing the work of social justice here in, uh, in Southeast Michigan. And I guess if I have any misgivings about what she said and the reaction to it, it's that that's her introduction to too many people. There's too many people around the country who didn't know who she was at all. And this is the first thing that they see. It may not uh, encourage them, I guess, to, to, to try to get to know her a little better and really understand the context uh, for for what she said. Uh, but, Tom, I appreciate the call and the comments. Uh, Gil in Romulus, you're up next. What's on your mind? Hi. Hey. Um, I was just calling in because, um, I mean, I call
6: that guy the same thing, if not worse, 10 or 15 times a day. I don't have an issue with it. Um, and I, I just think that, uh, um, no, I've forgotten where I got started on this, but <laughs> okay. one of the things I think we should do is get a hold of GT Productions. I think that's their name in Detroit. They have the bumper sticker that says "Bitch, please, I'm from Detroit," <laughs> and send one to her. <laughs> and if the, here's what I was really thinking about: if the Democratic Party is ever gonna evolve into a people's party again, we need to roll up our sleeves. And kick ass and take names, hmm. uh, Gil. And quit being so mamby Pamby, <laughs> politically correct. This is how Washington is. Yeah, Washington is is I, I don't know. It's, a, it's an aberration <laughs> to the rest of the country. Yeah,
0: it is a different. There's no question. it is a different place than, the, than than the rest of the country, Gil. I really appreciate uh, the call. And the comments. Uh, Okay, Susan Demas, editor-in-chief and chief columnist of Michigan Advance. Thanks very much for joining us for this conversation on Detroit Today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right, up next, we're going to talk to the author of a new book about identity and race in schools. Stay with us on Detroit Today.